Hey everyone, welcome to the Weekend Extra. Pastor Joe here with Pastor Jeff. Excited to kind of wrap up our Love Differently series here. Uh, Jeff, loved it. You look good in the glasses, by the way. Did you pull that off more? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's right. Fantastic. As I age, they will show up more and more. Uh huh. Oh, it's not just a look thing with you? No, it's no. straight up. I can't read the Bible anymore. Oh, what? sad. You need to keep reading the Bible because, <laughs> anyway. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, first thing I was thinking about as I was listening to the message tonight, Jeff. We talked a lot about what it means to like walk in the spirit. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to like you know follow after him and, and get involved with uh, God leading you through like feeling the spirit move you? I think for a lot of people, I know initially for me that felt very mystical. Yeah. Like, oh man, like the spirit. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But interacting with the Holy Spirit is actually a lot more common than that. Can you like get into that a little bit? Yeah, so it is interacting with the Holy Spirit is kind of a normal part of our life. And and I would just qualify this for a minute and say that only followers of Christ can interact with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I actually was talking to a friend after services, and and he w- he's a, a, a brand new follower of Christ. And he said, it's so weird but so cool how I, I can f- interact with God now. And I said, right. I said, I, I, I use this illustration. I said, imagine being on the plains of Africa with someone who's never tasted milk, never tasted sugar, never tasted cocoa, and then try to describe chocolate to them. Like, you you have to have had it for it to make sense. And he was saying, he's like, I I don't go talk to all my friends about this because it's so weird. And so it is is something that's unique. It's not mystical. It's not... not, uh, God interacting with us in a weird way, but it is spiritual mm-hmm. for the believer. And interacting with the Holy Spirit, it, it's not having this uh, crazy vision or this unique uh, feeling that comes over you necessarily. Most of interacting with the Holy Spirit is implementing the Scripture that God lays out for us clearly. So when I feel a conviction or I, or an idea pops into my head, like I should go be generous to that person or I need to go forgive so-and-so, that's the Holy Spirit interacting with you. He, he takes God's Word, He allows it to make sense, and then He kind of draws it through to application in, in our life. So anytime that you felt like you've interacted with God or anytime that, that a part of the Bible has popped out to you that you've never noticed before, or and anytime that you've been convicted of sin or challenged challenge to go in a certain way, that's leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when you worship and you, you feel those words, and you're responding to God in a different way, that's also the leading of the Holy Spirit. So sometimes when, it get, when people describe it and it gets weird and, and wacky, I'm like, eh, we don't need all that because the Bible is so clear. Ground everything on God's Word and then listen for that and go from there with it. Yeah, and Jesus was excited that he was sending the Holy Spirit yeah. to us after he ascended. He said it would be better right. once the Holy Spirit is with us. So it's a, it's a big part of our world. In, in conservative evangelical circles, we don't teach about or talk about the Holy Spirit enough. Yeah. Uh, we, we talk about the Bible, which I like, but take the Bible and then ask God, how do you want me to apply it? Where would you convict me? How would you lead me? And that's the Holy Spirit working within you. Awesome. Thanks for that clarity. Now I finally know. <laughs> no, very helpful. Um, so the other thing that we got into talking about was like if God is leading you to something, you need to listen. You need to start engaging it. Search the scriptures. Loved that counsel that you gave. Go back and watch the message if you missed it. But what if on any given day you don't feel like God is necessarily leading you towards something? Like what do you do then? 
uh, obey God, right? So it, it's the there's lots of basic stuff in the scripture. So uh, it doesn't always have to be this extra thing, so to say. It could be simple as uh, I know this passage that I'm implementing in my life. Um, I'm a follower of Christ, so I'm not going to tell a lie. Uh, there, there's no coarse language that comes out of my mouth, Ephesians 4. Uh, I don't want to have a hint of sexual immorality among me. So the Bible is clear. The Holy Spirit brings that to mind and then empowers it. You're probably, you, not probably, you actually are interacting with the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't always have to be like, I think I should go over and talk to that person. It's always this desire to obey, to love God, uh, to, to allow God's love to change us, which comes out in the form of obedience. That's all a part of the Holy Spirit working within us. I love, we focus on this a lot, and of course Jesus said it was the greatest thing. It's kind of like when in doubt, love God, pursue Him, and love others. Right. And, and if you're doing those things, that's when God will start nuancing potentially different specifics. Yeah, and... in fact, I would I would even take it a step further. If you're on a rabbit trail and you're all hyped up about this one piece of doctrine, one piece of theology, and loving God and loving your neighbors is not the driving force of your life, mm. Jesus goes on in that passage and he says, all the law and all the prophets hang on that. If I'm not loving Christ and, and receiving his love and, and returning his love and I'm not loving my neighbor, then every other part of the Bible is not in sync. It's out of place. When those two things drive us, then all the other nuances of Scripture take the, kind of their proper place and role in our life. That's awesome. One last thing. <clears throat> um, a lot of I've talked with a lot of people that get passionate about something, and they feel like God is leading them toward... Um, what I'll call is like a genre of passion. Mm-hmm. Like I feel very strongly against human trafficking, as you should. Uh, I feel very strongly to help the poor. I feel yeah. very strongly to get involved in blah, blah, blah. How do, should they start, though? If that leading isn't like do this very specific thing, like where should they start? Because if they're against human trafficking, it's not like they're going to be Liam Neeson tomorrow, you know, right. like kind of hunting down their daughter. If only. Uh, right. <laughs> Just be Liam Neeson. That's there all you're you going to say? There okay, go, yeah. done deal. No, but like where do you start if you feel like your passion or your calling is more generalized? So just take the first step. Um, I, <clears throat> I love the scripture uh, where the Bible says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, God's leading does not function like a GPS, where you plug it in, it shows you the route, it gives you the time, the distance, and when you're going to be there. God's le- leading is like a lamp. A lamp, As you journey, a lamp shows you your next steps, and you really don't know what's ahead. You don't know the specifics until you get within the glow of that lamp, so to say. So in, using your example, uh, we have a city partner, Rahab Ministries. Call them, see what the volunteer opportunities are, understand what they're doing, go from there. And then God will lead you maybe into a specific thing that you should do. Uh, famine relief. You know, we have, this is this is what the church is kind of able to do corporately. We can help create these environments and they make these connections. So feed my starving children, run the 5K, and then see what God does through there. And, and on and on and on and on. So just take the first step, check something out meet with the leaders, understand the ministry, and if the Lord draws you to it, great. If he doesn't, then find another first step to take and, and, and start there. But give God kind of that freedom mm-hmm. to, uh, to take you to the next step if that's what his desire is. Yeah. If I could add one thing there, it would just be um, 
pray for other people's clarity too. Yeah. You know, like in the context of the Rahab ministries, like God's working in those, those leaders too. And so right. pray that they would see that maybe you're an answer to their prayers. Right. They've been waiting for someone to come and serve here or help here. And as you build that track record with them, who knows where God could really forge the partnership there. Yeah. So. And all that, all that is not weird. It's just spiritual. Yeah. And we actually believe that the Bible teaches us that God works like that. He, he creates a unity in his body. He builds it. Uh, the church is multifaceted. And so th- those kind of things are, are powerful. And it's how a, how a Christian would live and make decisions. Yeah. It's, I think it's very natural for us humans to know that we should love on some level. But as we've been diving into this series, how do we love differently? Mm -hmm. What is God calling us to? It's exciting stuff. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thanks for checking in the Weekend Extra. We'll catch you next week.